The following program does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Reality Radio 101, its advertisers and sponsors, or its listening audience. Listener discretion is advised. Good afternoon and welcome to the Liquid Green Health Show with your hosts Fred and Janet Cox right here on Reality Radio 101. To get on board right now, send us an email. Our email address is liquidgreenhealthshow at gmail.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, right to your hosts of the Liquid Green Health Show, Fred and Janet Cox. And good afternoon, everyone. It's Sunday. Happy Labor Day to everyone. It's a warm and welcome, uh, a warm welcome to all of our listeners across Toronto, the United States, uh, around the world, and. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of losing my trend. It's my too trend early. Here. Yeah, this, this is way too early. It's Labor Day. I've been labored out. <laughs> so oh once again, let me start over. Happy Happy Labor Day and a warm welcome to our <laughs> listeners in Toronto, across Canada, United States and around the world. We thank you so much for allowing us into your home, your car, your workplace, just your space because it is private and it's personal. Today's broadcast, like all of our broadcasts, is for education and entertainment purposes only, designed to stimulate the mind and help bring us one step closer to living a healthier lifestyle. Um, today's show is sponsored by Liquid Green Products, producers of eco-superior green products. And, um, you know, I always like to ask the question, if you're not using these eco-superior green products, then what in the world are you using to clean your home? <laughs> I well, don't know. You don't know. Well, <laughs> I'll tell them how to get it. The first, visit our website at Liquid Green Products. That's liquidgreenproducts with an S.com. Click on any product you would like to try. And at checkout, enter code RR101. That's RR101 to get a huge discount. Fill in where you'd like your order to be shipped, and it will be rushed to your warehouse from our house. How about that? Isn't that good? To your house from our warehouse? No. Did you say? So they're from our warehouse to their house. But you didn't say that. That's what I said. <laughs> okay. That is what I said. Anyway, this is a live broadcast. <laughs> this that's is a, what you should have That's said. what I meant. This okay, is a live radio broadcast. Okay. And, um, you know, it can be found on the following uh, platforms. Yeah. If you would like to listen to our shows you can get us on spotify just type in liquid green health show on facebook it's at liquid green products with an s inc liquid green products inc on youtube liquid green health show just type that in share like comment subscribe we want to hear from you right and speaking about hearing from you during this broadcast of course you can write us at liquidgreenhealthshow@gmail.com. let us know where you're listening from please 
send us your comments. But before you do all of that, like I did last week, I'd like to once again remind you folks, get on the phone, do two things, text or call your neighbors, call your friends, let them know that the Liquid Green Health Show is on. It's 530 Sunday afternoon, and we want everybody to stop what you're doing and come listen to us because we have very, very interesting information to 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 pass out today and speaking about that we got some emails earlier before the show and we had one specifically from someone by the name of tammy and she said hello liquid green so glad you're doing your show today we will be out on the deck with friends listening to you in lexington kentucky thank you very much tammy this yes, is the uh, kind of, you know, stuff that we like to hear. This is the kind of emails that we like to get from our listeners. And the more you tell is the more people are going to be listening to us. Well, so. I hope Tammy has better weather than we're having here in Ontario. In yeah, the, the weather try- is starting to get stink. Because you don't want to be on your deck today necessarily, yeah. right? Overcast, a little cool. It's 16 but, you know, or 17 degrees and, and that, that's Celsius. And I think that translates to maybe to what, 6 to 5, somewhere around, around there in Fahrenheit. And that means it's getting cooler, right, as the days uh, rolls in. So our topic today, we're talking about pre-planning. And, you know, if you're not aware of what pre- pre-planning is, basically it's the process of making decisions about and putting right? put mm-hmm. plans in place for events or things uh, that you would like to accomplish. That's basically, you know, pre-planning. But specifically today, more specifically, our discussion will be focused around the process of uh, making decisions about our final arrangements. Why? Because no matter how healthy your lifestyle, the one certainty of all living things is- Are we gonna live forever? (laughs) I would love to, I would love to, right? But we have to face the fact that all of our sustainable biological functions Mm -hmm. is gonna end at some point in time. In other words, death is is inevitable. Although, you know, research now is coming up with so many things to prolong life. They have already said that the person who is going to live to 150 years Mm -hmm. is already alive. Wow. That's how certain they are that the technology is going to. I think they're talking about me. (laughs) I think they're talking about me, man. Oh, dear. We'll see. Right. Mm -hmm. But we know one thing for sure Mm -hmm. that. I don't think, well, this is my opinion. I don't think that there's anyone alive today that is going to survive the 21st century. Exactly. We're all going. Right. We'll all be dead within the 21st century. We'll be gone. So our guest today is a good friend of ours, Gideon Exeter. And Gideon is employed by Arbor Memorial, uh, Arbor Memorial Inc. as a licensed family service director and funeral pre-planner. He has a background in sales and entrepreneurship. He joined Arbor in uh, Arbor Memorial in 2009 and has since served, um, he has since served countless families by providing consultation to them in making final decisions, both on pre-need and at need basis. And although he's based at Pine Ridge, which is in uh, Pine Ridge Gardens, which is in Ajax, Ontario, He serves at Arbor's branches across the greater Toronto area. 
Gideon welcomes the opportunity to help in assisting families to understand the benefits and advantages of making advanced arrangements. And so with that, I would like to welcome to our audience yes, this wonderful gentleman. As I yeah. said, we've known him for a while. We've done some business with him. And so here he has the opportunity to tell us more about his type of business and why it is so important. So with that, so, Gideon, I'd like to say welcome to the Liquid Green Health Show. Yes, Gideon, so good to have you. Good evening, Fred. Good evening, Janet. Thank you all for having me here. Okay, now it says in your bio, you've served countless families and we know that includes ours, right? Because you were instrumental Gideon, what I like about you is the fact that when people need to talk about death and making arrangements, I think it's one of the things we like to put off. It's one of the things people don't realize that it matters how we die. And how it matters is the amount of preparation that we make. And if it wasn't for you, our situation with my mom would not have been as easy as it was so you want to tell the audience do you yeah, want to tell the audience how long it took you after <laughs> we first met in order for you to do something um i don't know if i want to hear i want to look like the good guy you know <laughs> but to be honest with you we're going to be so typical and that's why we thought it's so important yes. to have the show because here we are on Labor Day, and we thought about it. it took a lot you of know, coaxing. <laughs> Labor Day is like fun. It's winding down summer. It's an uncomfortable, it's a conversation most people don't want to have, but it's a conversation we have to have. Yeah. So Gideon. But, but hold it, hold on. Before you, you can, can let me tell you question. about, yeah, before you ask the first question, okay. let me tell you about Gideon and how mm -hmm. I felt yes. when I was introduced to Gideon. <laughs> you never right? wanted to even talk No, to I didn't want to talk to him because <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, yeah. here is a message of death. And you're so typical of people who we don't want to talk about it. Gideon, do you I don't know want to that? talk about it. But after he explained yes. the importance, mm -hmm. and then my ignorance started to yes. fade. And that's and, what we're hoping and, to do and, with yeah. our listeners today. So, Gideon, first question before we talk about my situation, how we met, how do you normally approach people with this unpleasant subject? The same we did with us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, quite often, Janet, my approach is an unorthodox one. Uh, a lot of people have referred to me, but from time to time, I would just meet somebody in thin air and just approach them. I would meet people in a restaurant or someplace and say, oh, here's my business card. One of these days, you might need my services. And they look at it and they say, hey, what do you do? And sometimes... I try to trivialize it and say, I sell real estate and furniture. <laughs> and I get the real estate, but what about the furniture? How does the cas that come the casket. The casket. Oh, the ca oh my gosh, I'm a slow learner tonight. The casket. Right. Okay. And at least you bring humor to the subject, right? Well, that's what I that's what I usually try to do. Because as you yeah. said in your introduction, mm -hmm. this is a very difficult topic for people to um to speak about. And even though, as Fred said, the reality is that one day we life would come to an end, yeah. some people just don't want to face it. 
Correct. And, you know, stati- I love statistics. And I was listening to something on, you know, just just YouTube research. And they were talking to people. In a, they did a, a study with people in nursing homes. They spoke to over 4,000 people. And they said one in 500 people have no plans of what they're going to do if they, if they die. And it says one in 100 people they have n- never discussed, they have no thought, they have never even thought of it. What are they going to do if they get really sick? And you know what? There is uh, th- the chances of most of us dying is uh, not by sudden death, which is, uh, you know, the accident, whatever. Most of us, statistics says, will die through frailty. We're just going to get old and languish and the organs will fail, etc. Right. So with Gideon, what is it that you with your job, what do you want people to know? What do they need to do about making these prearrangements? Uh, there are a lot of things that people need to know. One, as we we all said, that one day life is going to come to an end. Mm-hmm. And when life comes to an end in our society, mm-hmm. there are arrangements to be made. And um those arrangements, especially for people who are unfamiliar with it, and not many people get a second and a third chance to deal with um, the situation. So most people come into it as novices. They don't know what to do. And what we are trying to do, uh, what we would like to do, is to educate as many people as possible as what you're trying to do here today about the need for and the benefits and advantages of making advanced arrangements. When death occurs in a family and there are no arrangements made um colloquially in our caribbean language mm-hmm. we say the persons run around like a chicken without head yes because they don't know where to go they don't know where to start just um thursday i had the experience of speaking with a young lady whose parents had made arrangements many years ago um, but then now the father died and she, the younger lady, daughter, was um, now charged with the responsibility of doing things. And she, once we started talking, she said, Gideon, look, I know nothing about this. I know my mom made, her, my parents made the arrangements, but I don't know where to go from here. So please be gentle with me. Okay. And um, that's what we do. Okay. So what's the first step? Walk us through. Let's pretend this was not this client. Okay. Let's go with the easy situation because this is easy. If the arrangements have been made, then what does she need to do? Just call the funeral home or call you and then they go from there? Yeah. So there are two types of arrangements. Mm -hmm. There's cemetery arrangements, which is the rest in place. Mm -hmm. And then there's funeral arrangements, which is preparing the body to come to that resting place. Mm-hmm. So when arrangements have been made in a prenatal case and the death occurs, the family will call the funeral home. Because once the death occurs, um, and in cases where 9-11 is called, the next authority that could touch that body is a funeral director. So you would call the funeral home. The funeral home would ask, has the debt been, uh, has the person been, has a, a medical practitioner determined that this person is dead? And once we say yes, 
then the funeral home would then ask for permission to come to the home to pick up the body. Okay. But if this so happens in a hospital, what's the difference? The same thing. Um, Just the same. So okay. the, hosp the hospital will notify the family if the family isn't there. Mm -hmm. And then the, the hospital will ask the family, have arrangements been made with a funeral home? And if the answer is yes, well, then um, the family member will call the funeral home and say, look, my loved one has passed on. Um, it is uh, she or she is at the Grace Hospital in Scarborough. And um, we'd like you to come and pick up the body. The funeral, right. What the funeral home would do then is make the arrangements and um, the necessary equipment and personnel to pick up the body and make an, an appointment with the family member who is in charge to come back and see them to finalize the arrangements which have been made. Because one of the things we usually say is that anything living is subject to change. So even though you have made advanced arrangements, yeah. you are allowed up to the end to change your mind. So like, for instance, one may have a, one may have prearranged for cremation. And then after a period of time, either the individual or the family member say, hey, no cremation, we're going to do traditional burial. And then um, so the family has a chance to make changes at that time. Now, Gideon, we know we talk about families. You know, there's something you said to us once, to Frederick and I. And we were talking about um, we, we were talking about my family. You were trying to encourage us that we should, you know, get these things in place. And you also mentioned estate planning, you know, make sure you have your will. You gave us documents, etc., to do all that. And you said, I said, my family, no problem. We are never going to have an issue. Never. Because we're so cohesive. We all love each other. There's lots of us. We get along. I don't know if you remember what you said, <laughs> get this done because things change when people die. Yeah. No matter how loving the family is, circumstances happen and nobody's ever on the same page. And you know what, Gideon? I'm wearing this dress for those who will see it on YouTube. I don't think we're live on YouTube, but it will be aired on YouTube. And this is a dress that I wore at my mom's funeral. And... Uh, the, the we have seven living brothers, eight living brothers and sisters, and the we're we live in all over the world, right? Australia, Paris, Vancouver, Texas. We're Jamaica. We're here in Toronto, and the decision: what dress does my mother wear? <laughs> At least you know she was going to be cremated, which we'll talk about. We also talked about the pictures with song the program there was we thought we were prepared and we really weren't on the page that we needed to be what do people need to do what what do you tell them is there a process is there a set of things a list, a list or yes, something a that list. they need to have <clears throat> in terms of when to avoid all the fighting <laughs> and the arguments well janet you yeah. Let's talk. Let, let's talk about this separately. Mm -hmm. So there is something that is called a checklist, right? So when one has made arrangements, we usually encourage that person or those persons, couple, um, to let their family members know their, their children, their siblings, or whoever mm -hmm. are are involved in their lives. Let them know that they have made these arrangements. Mm -hmm. What would be nice? 
is for that family group or group of people to come back one day, make an appointment with one of us, either from the cemetery and or the funeral home, and go over that checklist. Okay. One of the problems here, though, is that quite a number of people, even though they accept that they will die, mm -hmm. they do not want to accept when they will die, that death is near. So but nobody putting... knows that, Gideon, to no, be no, honest. No, no, no. And that's what we're saying. Since you don't yeah. know that, right. make preparations, get okay. things in place. Don't wait until a death has occurred, because when a death has occurred, there are all sorts of emotions that come in here. And at that time, some people ignore the checklist. But if you <laughs> came to us beforehand, we would go over that checklist with you and you'd be better prepared. Is there a specific age that you recommend? Do this by age 50, 60? By age? But yes. That's it. Janet, hold a second. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you come to, if you go to any cemetery, and you know Pine Ridge, we have several areas in Pine Ridge which are dedicated to children, babies. Yes. So at what age would you, con uh, would you confront or speak with that baby? And, and you know, it's funny, it's funny you answered that question because we had the same conversation. And I said, it doesn't matter. Any age is important. That these so there it is. Um, some time ago, I was doing a group presentation. And um, it was in a, in a church hall. And I asked the minister to stand near to the door where the light switch was and instructed him that when I was called to go to the podium, as to the podium, as soon as I got to the podium, he should flick the switch off and then back on. And I, when he did that, I said, ladies and gentlemen, life is like a light switch. So what just happened there? So today yeah. we are gonna be speaking about the advantages and benefits of making arrangements. It's about debt and so on. If you are not interested in hearing what I'm going to say, please get up and leave. Guess, guess how many people left. got... Nobody. Nobody left, of Nobody course. left. Because but, you scared the kajibis out of them. No, well, the, no, the thing about it, Janet, is that I said I like to make presentations in a jovial way. Yes. So I start uh, off with that way because they are friends of mine okay. who, because I, I'm in this, they know I'm in this business. When they see me coming, if they're in a group and they see me walking towards there, they walk away. <laughs> or, or we buy you a drink and leave. <laughs> yes, Gideon, you're not the most popular friend. Right? That's correct. That yeah. is correct. Especially when you want to talk business. Yeah. But, okay. it, but it's something so, that honestly... But Janet, you spoke about right something. And, you spoke mm -hmm. about something. And so let me comment briefly on this because okay. it's a very touchy area. Yeah. When, when a death occurs... Mm -hmm. And the deceased, especially parents, mm -hmm. leave things for their children and or siblings. Mm -hmm. uh, it is not a nice thing for arrangements not to be made and people not knowing what to expect. Because then is where, um, when I usually term it, um, term it this way, when there are two pennies to be divided, then is where you see the good, the bad, and they're not so yeah. good looking. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because uh, everybody wants more than their share. Mm -hmm. yep. And um, Janet, you said it, so you said something else. Um, if you want to see 
how loving siblings are. Let them have to divide what is left by the family and no arrangements were made. But guess what? Um, I'm going to give my family again kudos because my mom, like mom and dad, they left a house, beautiful house in Jamaica. And guess what? We all know that house. We, we don't even talk about it. It's never going to be sold. It's just going to be there for all our friends and family who want to visit when they reach Jamaica. And our kids, we've brought our kids so that they know they have a respect. They have a love for this home. It's close yeah. to the beach. And they also, we know that the legacy will that this house will always be there for friends and family yeah. to visit. But that's, right? but that's the easy Who's going to maintain that's that, easy easy that property? There will be, there will, that's what we've started doing now. We're putting things in place right now to, you know, do the repairs on the roof, everybody. And we, we're writing up, um, the necessary we're going to write up the estate yeah. plan, which I wanted to touch on briefly as well. Right. Okay. So a question for you is final arrangements. Should it be put in a will or as an attachment to a will? Is there a benefit? Well, uh, I don't see the need to to put it in a will. What I said earlier though, is that once you have made final arrangements, you should let all family members who are close to you know what you're doing. So one of the things that most funeral homes and cemetery offices do, and I did it with you folks as well, is we provide you with some documents to prepare yourself for the inevitable. So one of them is preparing you, helping you to, to prepare, giving you documents to help you prepare your will, your power of attorney, and we also give you a booklet that is yeah. called a family registry. And in that booklet, you would write down everything about you, including all your assets yeah. and um, your wishes. It yeah. even has a, an area for you to make mention of your close friends, right? And or people who should call to us, who could could be called yeah. to assist you. Mm -hmm. Um, it has provisions for all the arrangements that you have made um, for your bank accounts, for your um, credit cards and all this sort of thing. So that uh, you're putting everything in that booklet. It's like putting everything under one roof. Correct. So that when yeah. something happens, somebody could look at that book and find everything about that individual. So one of the yeah. things we say about that booklet is that once this booklet is completed, it would be of benefit to you, the living person, to your family, your friends, your doctor, and everybody else that touches your life from that day onwards. Correct. And so you know, you, so what I'm saying here, Janet, you do not have to put these things in your will. You could put them there. There are other things that you put in your will. Exactly how it's gonna be. You know, we know we know what goes into a will, and that will probably bring you back another day to talk about that. Frederick, are there any emails you want to get to now? Yes. Um, let me just take this video. opportunity to let our listeners know that they are listening to the Liquid Green Health Show on Reality Radio One Hundred and One. Our guest today is Gideon Exeter, and uh, he is an employee with Arbor Memorial Inc. He's also a licensed family services director and uh, family and funeral planner. Our and topic. he's answering all the difficult questions. Yes. Right? We're, we're so the talking ones that about... we're trying to avoid. <laughs> Very touchy yeah. subject. Mm -hmm. um, and we're basically talking about uh, pre-planning for that moment when all 
have to face reality. And we have quite a few uh, emails that has come in today. Uh, let me just start reading them off here as quickly as I can. This one, one is from Irene, and she says, looking forward to a show today. Always learn a lot. Uh, she says, always learn a lot. I think she meant learning a lot for Perfect. me and my family. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you very much for that, Irene. Also from... Uh, Anne, Anne says she's ahead. looking forward to the Liquid Green show. It's amazing how many people write in yeah. just to say that. What's your topic today? You know, we're going to invite our friends and we we really like to listen. Yes, Frederick. And here's one from Eric. He says, Fred, so funny. Hello, <laughs> Coxes. Happy weekend by, uh, and uh, be well. Yeah. Okay. And um, we have one from Larry. Larry says, we have your listener, Tammy Beat. There are seven of us here in Miami, Florida, listening to you and eating barbecue. Oh, and he sent a picture. Oh, man. You should I'm see hungry. the picture. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Steak and Steak sausages and, and corn. tomato. Oh, and my oh. gosh. You're making me hungry. That's not nice, my friend. That's not nice. You don't How do about... that to us. We're on the air. Remember that. Okay. Here's one from Frank. Hello, Fred and Janet. It's your greatest peer. Is your guest a peer of John Gray? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I'm not Gideon answer that. Can you Gideon, answer that, Gideon? Are you, you are you familiar with uh, John Gray? John Gray is a former employee of Arbor. He oh. is also the former mayor of Ottawa, of Oshawa, okay. and he is oh, okay. now a councillor at. Um, he went back into politics, so he's still with the um, with the Ottawa. Um, what do you call it? The city of Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's your answer, Frank. Okay. Okay, and here's one from uh, you got that one, Rita. Uh, from Rita, go ahead. Rita says, "Thank you, Janet. Listening to your show, it's now my show, Frederick. Oh, right? Excellent topic. Knock and with that, out. let's get back to the topic at hand. It is an excellent topic. Yeah. Um, we hear about cre- the burial, but there's also cremation. Now." Could you tell us a little bit about how that works? Like uh, my mom was actually cremated and we didn't get a chance to be there. I thought we weren't allowed to be there, but because of coming in, you know, into the country and time and so many people trying to organize it. What happens here in North America or at Arbor? Because that's what you can speak to in terms of if somebody chooses cremation. Well, one when a family or an individual chooses permission, uh, close family members, two or three, are required by law to go to the funeral home to identify the body before it is cremated so that they know that after cremation, right. there's nothing else they could do. Or they could do. Right. So they have to identify that body before the body is cremated. And... Um, once that is taking place, then the a date to be set for the cremation. It's as simple as that. Okay. So uh, there is a there is a process though that the coroner, there's something that is called a coroner certificate. So mm-hmm. the coroner uh, visits the scene and to confirm that that is a person. Um there is a tag that would be put on that individual when he when he or she goes into the crematorium. And when the remains are collected after that, the tag is collected with it. So there's no misunderstanding. And when the remains are given to the family in an urn, the tag is there as well. But there are choices, people. Once you've done cremation, there are still choices, right? 
Right. What are some of the choices people have? Even I know what I want. I've not written it down, but my kids know. Um, when I die, I want to be cremated and I want my ashes scattered in any body of water. In Prefer, Guyana. In Guyana. No, except, except Guyana because they have... Um, it doesn't matter. Any body of water, Lake in Ontario, perhaps a nice warm beach in Jamaica. We're not taking her back to Jamaica. <laughs> would be better. But uh, people have choices. So it's cremation. You get an urn. You get some people wear, you know, my niece, um, she wears a portion of something around her neck sometimes, right? What, what, do, what, do, you, what do people do? What are the choices there? All right. So with cremation, there are, num there are numerous choices. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, they're scattering. Mm -hmm. There are some people who like this story, this fantasy of mm -hmm. putting it in the ocean or in the lake or in a river. Yes. Um, as one who's involved in the cemetery and mm -hmm. funeral services, mm -hmm. we encourage that the funeral, that the cemetery is the final resting place. Mm -hmm. A place wow. where loved ones go from time to time to pay respect to their deceased. Uh, family members. So we encourage you to put the cremated remains in the cemetery. A portion of options. it anyway, right? Sorry? A portion of it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you could, as you mentioned, Jan, there's jewelry that you could put some a, a small portion of the cremated remains into and wear it on. But with regards to the cemetery, it could be buried in the ground or it could be put in different above ground structures like a bench, a pedestal, or some people say in the wall, which is a niche. A niche is a structure called a columbarium mm -hmm. and it has different levels. So some of us refer to it as a condo where you can oh, wow. put okay. it on the ground floor, second floor, third floor, fifth, you know, all the way up. Okay. Mm -hmm. So people have different choices. Okay. One of the things that um, I commonly hear or we commonly hear is that Cremation is less expensive than traditional burial. Is that true or not? That is not necessarily true. Okay. Because I just mentioned some of the different interment op options there, and it all depends on what you want, how you want to be remembered. So, so a, a, a very basic cemetery package for cremation and for two people are could, could run you from... Uh, in today's price, I'm going to add a thing. In today's price, that cemetery package could run you uh, not less than $5,000, depending on the cemetery. And that's Canadian dollars, for right? Well, yeah, we're in Canada. Canada, yeah, so. Canada. And um, one of the other things that we need to bear in mind is that when you're buying cemetery property, you're buying real estate. Right. And so. it's location, location, location. Okay. <laughs> but it's, it's still below the ground. Six feet under, <laughs> regardless, right? regardless of the location, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Still, so, what I mean by that, flowers, Fred, you're still okay. looking at the flowers from the roots up. Yeah, what I mean by that, though, Fred, is that, um, I think you would have noticed in this community, the GTA, yeah, uh, there are quite a number of people who live in the 416 area, yes, but for their burial rights, they go into the 905 area, yes, Cheaper. yeah, that is true. Yes. And that is simply because there's a cost difference between 416 and 905. Okay. And some of the 905 areas are just as expensive as the 416 area, depending on where you're where you are. 
Okay. Or where you want to go. Gideon, there's something new. I don't think it's um very popular as yet. I wonder if you've heard about it. Um, we're in the green business and they they talk about green environmentally friendly way of doing final remains. And they I, I was reading this on the internet where they actually they put you in a green it's a green burial alternative, right? It's called human composting. Have you heard anything about that? I've heard different options for cremation. Mm-hmm. I am not uh, well-educated on those. I can't comment on those. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just know about the basic cremation. Mm-hmm. If you are interested in getting someone on the show, mm-hmm. I could probably, off, you know, at, some, at some other time, uh, provide you with someone who is more uh, in line with that. That's, but, that's just the type of burial that I want. Oh, my gosh. I was about to say... <laughs> That whether he likes it or not, just wrap me in a sheet and put me in the ground. He's going to get a human to be a, to become human compost. Yeah. What I, they do, they put I'm you in dead. a vessel. Yeah. And then they insert microbials so that the de- decomposing yeah. happens quicker. Yeah. And, and then, then I feed. I, and I'm, then I'm when back they're to nature. done with you, the yeah. soil that soil is used and it's put in a conservation area yeah. or you know on a mountain. And you top. feed the plants and or the grass okay. and the worms and so. That's, so, that's good. Gideon, we're going to learn about that and write him up. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's good. what he's getting, okay? Now, what what are what are some of the other things that you hear families squabble about because they have not done things correctly? For example, if somebody dies and they don't have a plan, what what's what are, what are they up against? The family doesn't not, have a not, plan. Not just they the don't plan. have the money. The money. Right. They may not so, have okay, that was just gonna you don't yeah. have a plan or they don't have money. They don't have the, the money. money. I, I think the money. Yeah, the money. Is, yeah. All right. So we live in a country where uh social services, or we live in you know in Canada and uh, here where there's a department of government called social services, and they assist some families who are unable to cover all the expenses. Mm-hmm. But um, they are, you heard me, I said assist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, they do not cover all the expenses. And some of these agencies, there is a, def- a definite package. And they give you that package and they, off- sorry, they offer you that package. And just in case you are not satisfied with that package, you want to upgrade, they say, well, there is no option. If you want to upgrade, Go somewhere else. There is no assistance from us. You take what we give you, and that's final. Okay. Wow. So, is the do you know of any cases where the people just said, you know, the family just says, we can't take the body. You just have to deal with it. Does that ever happen? Um, I've heard that. I've heard that happen. Um, but then, I don't have the experience mm-hmm. of telling you what happens thereafter. Okay. What I can tell you, though, is that there are quite a number of families today who have cremated remains in their homes. And right. they have a moral obligation, a moral understanding, not to uh, just throw it out. So they try to keep it along for as, keep it around for as long as they can. Mm-hmm. So let me give you two recent examples. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, on a Saturday morning, we got a call from 
goodwill. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So there was this young lady who called us and she, uh, she said, look, uh, we were going through some clothes, somebody left there and we didn't know who, we don't know who it came from. And we just found an urn. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What could we do? And um, we just told her, well, look, you have a legal challenge here. Um, you need to find out more about the urn. And I told, remember I spoke about the tag a while ago? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we told them that there's a tag in there and they need to find that tag and get in touch with a funeral home to find out whether or not they could identify with the, 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 um, the, the crematorium and so on. So that's one situation. Um, that is some people leave their remains at home, you know, keep it on, keep it on the mantle and so on. But then mm-hmm. children want, I mean, after a while, people grow up and they want to move on. So that's one situation I won't go too far into. And then recently, I had another young lady who was the executrix of an estate um, for a couple. And the intention was that when one person died, that the other would keep the cremated remains of the other until that second person. And then the executrix would then arrange for them to be uh, interred together. So that that interment took place a few months ago. Then two weeks ago, I got a call from that executrix. And she said, Gideon, we are now making arrangements to sell um, the the property. And as we are going through the things in the house, we found Angela's parents' urns. Mother and father. Mother and father. Wow. Earned. And I wonder what we could do with them. So I said, well, um, Angela, you know what you, well, you know what to do. You just did that, you just did that for somebody else. And she said, Well, look, um, this couple had children from different marriages. And the oh, ones that she is close to they are not the grandchildren of the person's remains. Mm. So she now had this responsibility of trying to track down a grandchild or the grandchildren of the, of, of, for the remains. Right. Wow. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm just trying to show you the complications when people try to put off these things. Yes. So I started off by saying, people say that cremation is less expensive yeah. Um, that's because they do not do the go through the full process. Okay. okay. Now, Gideon, insurance. If somebody has life insurance, is that the same as is there like the death insurance and the life insurance, or is your life insurance good enough? Uh, so let's let me answer it this way. Uh, we encourage everybody to have insurance, but remember the purpose of insurance is to allow the beneficiary of that insurance to continue to live a life in a, li- a lifestyle that they were accustomed to when they get that money after the person died. The, benef- the, the reality of it is that the insurance payout does not come in time or rarely comes in time in order to take care of the expenses. Um, okay. There are numerous stories about that. Yeah. When you leave an insurance as a, when you have an insurance policy and you leave a beneficiary, Really and truly, 
that money is a gift to that beneficiary. Mm -hmm. And I've had okay. examples where family members, you know, complain and say, look, um, such and such left an I insurance uh, payout for me, but they um, did not leave anything to take care of their funeral expenses. So I am not going to give anything. To, I'm not going to contribute toward the expenses. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, um, look, it's a legal, That's reality, the person, right? But... The person is legally correct. Yes, right. But then okay. there's a moral, yeah, there's a morality yeah. here. Now, right. time is going so quickly. It's 6.15 already. We have, oh. you know, another five, seven minutes to yeah. talk. Let me just... And I want to... I want to ask him about the cultural, oh, like, oh, yeah. okay. especially in a place like Southern Ontario, and I'm sure all over the United States, Canada, we do have listeners all over the world, right? And the cultural differences, like some of the things you say are pretty basic for every culture, but there are, are there some things within your experience that you find that the, the culture makes a big difference in how they do certain things. Not, not just culture, but religion. Religious, religion. Yeah, religion as well. Yeah, Relig yeah religi oh, religion, religion and culture have some thing. things to do with it. Yeah. But then quite often, it's one common thing. And um, mm -hmm. there are poor people in all cultures, and there are well-to-do people in all cultures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there are human beings in all cultures. And human, human beings behave according to how they feel. So apart from religious uh, beliefs and so on, uh, all culture, people in all different cultures have difficulty. Mm -hmm. OK, um, we're experiencing some difficult. So, sorry, we yeah, lost you for a minute. Are you there? We lost you there for a minute. Are you there? Me? Yes, I'm still here. OK, go you, ahead. You were saying. You didn't quite hear the, the full answer. Oh, yes. I noticed that my internet is, is unstable. Okay. Um, okay. Let, let me just get to a couple of emails and then we come back, come back okay. to that question. Um, we got an email from uh, Irene and she says, uh, hello, Coxes. There is, she meant this is a very serious topic, but so glad that you can make light of it. It makes it easier for all of us. Janet, again, my sympathies to your, to your loss. All right. And uh, we have another one here from and Joyce. And you know what? Just before you move on yeah. with that, <clears throat> that's what we do here on the Liquid Green Health Show. We do take serious topics and we help them to make them palatable. Yes. Because Gideon, listening to you today, nobody is going to run away and not go out and try to investigate. First of all, before we go on to anything else, how does somebody reach you, especially locally, or I'm not sure where you're spare, where you can work. How does somebody reach you if they need to set up that appointment with you ASAP? Thank you very much, Janet. So mm -hmm. my telephone number is 416-992-4253. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Or you can call... Arbor Memorial, you could call Pine Ridge Memorial Gardens, mm -hmm. which is 905-427-5416 and ask for Gideon. Okay. okay, let me give those two numbers again. His yeah. uh, direct contact is 416-992-4253 or Pine Ridge Gardens. It's Pine Ridge nine, Memorial Gardens, yeah. Pine Ridge Memorial Gardens. It's 905-427-5416. Am I correct? Yeah, thank you. Hey, Janet, there's a very... You, we spoke about insurance and there's a an area of insurance that I would like to speak about here um, that is of benefit 
to all of us and something we should seriously consider. Okay. Um, it's called journey home or travel assist. Okay. It's a one-time policy, it's a policy for one-time payment okay. of $595. Okay. And what this insurance does, it allows in the case of a debt or when a debt occurs for someone who dies a, a hundred kilometers or more mm -hmm. from the place of residence to bring that body back here to the area that they live at no further cost. So let me give you two That's examples. Okay. Um, in make them January, quick. make them really quick. Just give us yeah, one. Yeah, quickly. Yeah. One so in really January, quick. someone <laughs> died in from here from Toronto. Died in Africa, and wow. they did not have this coverage. To bring their bodies back here, it cost 10, the family 000? over twelve thousand dollars. Wow! Wow! wow. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> on the other hand, there was another uh, a relative of mine whom I encourage, obviously, to take this of insurance. Course. He went and he died in Saint Vincent, and um, he, in order to bring his body back here. Uh, I think the cost was about twelve thousand dollars. Wow! And the family didn't have to pay a penny. But same as Africa, twelve thousand. Wouldn't it be like half of that? Well, no. It all well. It all depends on. It all depends on um, air, 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 the air cost of air travel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it costs the cost of things in that country as well. Okay, so okay. it cost that person five hundred bucks because that was the cost of insurance well, one time. Actually, it didn't cost them five hundred. Because what happened is that this gentleman took the, uh, the funeral plan, including the insurance, the travel assist, mm -hmm. to pay over a period of time. Mm -hmm. And he had okay. only paid the equivalent of the amount of $6,000. Okay. And he was able, or we were able to bring his body back here and give him the funeral he arranged for, which everything came up to approximately $22,000. And okay. all he paid... Uh, prior to his death was 600 and something dollars. So wow. here it is. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm saying here is that it's something that we all need. Mm -hmm. um, a, a lot of us spend more than $600 a year doing a lot of things unnecessarily. And we travel. Yes. So we live in here in to Toronto. Mm -hmm. If we go to Niagara Falls and we die there, mm -hmm. that's a hundred, more than 100 kilometers away. It's going to cost us thousands of dollars. It's going to cost thousands of dollars to get the body back here. I'm encouraging you, Janet, you, Fred, and everybody listening here to contact someone in your area or contact me to get more uh, information about that. Okay. Um, with regards to the other insurance, Janet, that you had for your mom, mm -hmm. um, that money, when you take out an insurance, so when you take out a funeral plan, that money is um, enrolled into an insurance annuity and the payout benefit from that insurance is universally transferable. So if you recall when your mom died in Jamaica, yes, you were able so. to contact the funeral home here, the insurance right. company, and that money was transferred to you in Jamaica. Where yes, you take we got pay. an email transfer and then that was sent yeah, yeah, after. Okay. Yes. One of the good. other things too <clears throat> yeah. is that yeah. the cost of your funeral could be almost free if you should die early. So that money is enrolled in that insurance annuity, as I mentioned. And if you die early, and especially if you had no pre-existing health issues at the time of you enroll, you enrolling in that um, plan, um, as soon as you've paid a couple months of um, the premium, 
and uh, you should pass on the payment cease no 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 further expenses coming to but the that's estate. not that's so, not what we want we want to we want to you know not have to use to, to get it free no but, but so if you die early i think free. i said if you die early you don't know when you're gonna die janet <laughs> That's, but people don't want to think that way. It's like, well, oh, I'm sure you know? so, Janet, and here it is. We're talking about people. So it's a tough, it's a tough yes, subject. It's a tough, yeah, it's a tough subject. It is a, yeah, it is a tough subject. And um, sometimes what we need to do is just sit down, listen, and accept the reality and get, get immersed. It's like living in the Caribbean and going on the beach. Sometimes you go down to the beach, you see the water, you say, that water is too cold, I'm not going in there. But then you walk a bit further and you realize the water is not that warm. It's not that cold. Right. So yeah. you immerse yourself in. We have one yeah. more email. Frederick, you want yes, to I have one in? more email. We're really running out of time here. Mm -hmm. So let me just get to this email um, as quickly as I from can. Joyce. This is one from uh, Joyce. And Joyce says, hello, Coxes. I listened to a show just on... Oh, on okay, just weird things. Yes. I listened to a show on just weird things like finding ashes and urns. No, that's a show. Eerie. Eerie. <laughs> that's your story. That's your story then. You know and, what she's talking and, uh, about. Yeah. Finding Here's ashes one and from... urns in that, Oh, we read know, we read this one already. Yes. But that 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 okay. just about covers it. So right? we're going to thank you so much, Gideon. I know like so many other shows that we do, these topics are important. Yeah. We don't necessarily want to talk about them. We have to. And you have done an excellent job of making it more palatable, making it easier, right? That uh, we need, if somebody is, uh, they're not here, they can't talk to you, right? Who should they talk to? Like just, do you just go in your phone book and look for a funeral director? Or where do you start? Or do you talk to your lawyer, your will planner? What? How do you start? So, Janet, okay, let me answer that in a different way. Um, okay. you could Sorry, you could call whichever funeral home or cemetery office mm -hmm. you want to, um, to make arrangement to get someone. But one of the things that I do and my office does, my company do, uh, does, is that we have group presentations. So if there are churches, if there are groups of people, organizations, you could invite me. Uh, to come and make presentations. I usually tell people, uh, I usually tell people I don't rush them into making decisions. I just present the information and in a colloquial style, if the horse wants to drink the water, he drinks it. He doesn't have to drink it. Yes. Sir. You can show the water, but you know, you can't force him to drink, right? That's one, correct. One That's last, okay. one last thing. I think I mentioned it to you just before the show started. There are people in the industry called doulas, D-O-U-L-A, right? And um, it, people can go on YouTube online and research yeah. the job of it. I see you have folks coming and going there. Right? Okay, so we're going to end yeah. the show very So we're going to let you go shortly. You right so Fred, you want to say thanks again yeah so gideon um you know as we gideon. said in the opening this is not a topic that people discuss often sometimes they don't even want to talk about it but uh i want to thank you for taking the time to clarify some of the things mm -hmm. some of the misconceptions that a lot of us have had and still do have um about making arrangements for that moment when we all have to go whether it's us or a relative 
Thank you for your clarity. Thank you for your expertise. Our guest today uh, is Gideon Exeter from Arbor Memorial Inc., uh, a licensed family services director and a funeral pre-planner. And you have done you know, a wonderful job oh, in explaining. Right. So um, thank you. So thank Frederick, you very you know, much. We know someone who she had planned her funeral mm -hmm. up to the nail polish the silver oh, yeah, nail polishing yeah, yeah. one Tipper, to yeah. the shoes, the stockings, yeah. the everything she had done that. That's detailed. There planning. is a lady in Jamaica. She actually planned her, she wrote her eulogy. Mm -hmm. And people were in that church for over an hour listening to somebody read her <laughs> own eulogy. Actually, so, that happened at my church. That happened at my church here in St. Paul's Anglican in St. Paul's and the Anglican Church. In yeah. Pickering a few years ago, yeah. a lady known, I mean, that she was going out and um, she wrote everything, including her eulogy. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So what yeah. do you want to say as we close? We have three minutes. Yeah. I, just before you start your end, your close off, yes. Gary. Yes. How prepared are you? Uh, I used to be prepared, uh, but I went, as you know, through a divorce and things kind of yeah. got, uh, uh, so I need to get oh. re-prepared. So, oh, I thought you'd change your mind because you think perhaps you'll just stay and not. I'd <laughs> love to. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So once okay, again, um, once again, Gideon, thank you ever so much for your um, mm -hmm. for your explanation. And uh, hopefully we can have you back on the show where we can talk yeah. in more detail about different things in terms of preparing for that final moment. You've been listening. So, um, Fred and Janet, thank you very much for having me. Um, there are quite a number of other areas that we didn't touch on. Yes. yes so and many. um so doing okay. this, trying to do this in an hour, especially in, in an interview like this. Yes. Uh, there are difficult. other things that are not going to be covered. Yes. Of course. So um it I'd, I'd be happy to come back another time. But more okay. importantly, if there are groups of people who are listening and um want me to make a presentation, it could be done through Zoom or it could be done in person as well. Okay. Okay, wonderful. So my well, email address, you. apart from my telephone number, oh yes, is, go ahead. Is G Exeter, that's G E X E T E R at arbormemorial.com or if that is too much for you gexeter at yahoo.com okay and with that we have to say thank you and and uh, have a wonderful weekend if you have missed any of our shows you can listen or watch them on the following platforms spotify or youtube that's the liquid green health show just type that in on facebook it's liquid green products inc and don't forget folks to visit us at liquidgreenproducts.com and enter that code RR101 to get your huge discount. And with that, we'd like to end today's show by saying, time is forever, but life is short. So take your health seriously and make it priority one. Until next Sunday, same time, same station, this is the Liquid Green Health Show on Reality Radio 101. Stay healthy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Liquid Green Health Show with your hosts Fred and Janet Cox right here on Reality Radio 101.